This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal. I was going to say the Arsenal Way. Then it's my other channel. So the need to go to talk. It's better I do that on here than on there. Uh, hello. I hope you're well. I hope you're doing good. Uh, you joined myself and Kev for our monthly. Although we did skip January because there's a lot going on in the world of senior Arsenal football. Too much to to discuss. And to be fair, there was a bit of a break as well uh, for the youth sides uh, in fixtures. So we're reconvening uh, nearly the end of February now to look back over not only the fixtures that have taken place but also the mass exodus of players uh, through loans and kind of seeing where they're going and what we think about those loans and who might return and who might end up leaving on a permanent also in the summer. Kev, how you doing mate? You good? You well? I am well Tom, thanks for having me on. Pleasure as always. Pancake day next week, so that is the best day of the year. Priorities, absolutely. Yes, love that. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that now you said that. I think it's uh, March 1st, is it? Yeah, Pancake yep, day, I think so. Day, there yeah. you go. I didn't know that because I've got a garage appointment that day. That's the only reason why I know <laughs> that that's on. Um, so, yeah, let, let's talk about the fixtures. Uh, just to, for those that aren't in the know about what's happened over the last month, uh, the last time we did a show, we finished on a 3-2 win over Southampton on the 12th of December. Um, then there was a bit of a break and we didn't then play until the 7th of January. Now, to run you through the PL2 and PL Cup games, we drew 1-1 uh, with Brighton and Hove Albion away from home. We then drew with West Ham United, who, from memory, are having a very good season, currently second in the table there. 4-0 mm-hmm. uh, win in the PL Cup over Bournemouth, uh, a 1-1 draw with Derby, a 3-1 win over Chelsea, a 4-1 uh, loss to West Bromwich Albion in the PL Cup. But that was still enough that we didn't get knocked out of the group. We were about to lose, I think, by four goals. And we managed mm-hmm. to uh, avoid that despite uh, West Brom scoring two goals in the last kind of five minutes of the game. And then we had our fourth 1-1 draw of the period uh, against Leicester on last Monday, two days ago. That's just gone. Uh, also, in the Papa John's Trophy, we uh, we progressed and then were knocked out by Wigan uh, 1-0 on the 25th of January, which was a shame because, I mean, Wigan are a side that, you know, were playing in the Premier League not so long ago and uh, we put up a really good account of ourselves and could have absolutely taken a win away from, I believe, the... Is it the DW Stadium? Is that is it the yeah, DW Stadium? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, 
and, and unfortunately we couldn't do that and we can go on to play Sutton in the semi-final now who again another side that have played Arsenal senior team in the FA Cup in the not so distant past so Kev before we go on to kind of the individual players it's it's kind of been the month that I don't want to say wrecked Arsenal's hopes of a title chase but it's given it a pretty hard dent hasn't it yeah it has it's always a strange month January for uh, the PL2 really because you've got so many players that are coming and going out it mm. can be very destabilizing and I think that is that has sort of come into play a little bit and um, we've sort of been not able to put the same consistent team out there's been you know when you take a player like following Balogun away from a side that's going to be a massive difference even though we have managed to score goals but as you mentioned there's a lot of 1-1 draws in there you, you'd probably hedge your bets if if Balogun mm. played in some of those games he would have been the one popping up with a winner. So you can sort of see where the impact has been from some of those players leaving and, and moving on on loan, which they absolutely needed to do. But it has had an impact, I think, on on the, the fortunes of the under-23 side in the month of January. Mm. But I think just like you said as well, having big gaps in between some of the games and having sort of weirdly a winter break <laughs> um, yeah. It sort of meant we, we sort of dropped out of rhythm a little bit. And some of the results, don't get me wrong, have been really good. I mean, the win against Chelsea, fantastic. Overall, we battered Chelsea this season, which has been the yeah. light. I think in the, the three times the under-23s have played them, if you add all the goals up, um, we, we won 13-3. So that, that is really something to take away from this season that, that we can kind of look back on. And I think, you know, they'll, they'll be sick of the sight of Amari Hutchinson and and some of the rest of those players. So, yeah, there's been some really pleasing results, but it's it's been a tough month and, and you know, no one likes a 1-1 draw. We've, we've been so close to getting some of those positive results, but, yeah, five five league games and four 1-1 draws is, is a bit a bit um, troublesome. Hopefully we can we can pick up some of that form moving on into, into March. Absolutely, yeah. Um, interesting to talk about the, the PL Cup as well, because as we say, even though we got battered 4-1 in the end uh, yeah. by West Brom, uh, West Brom aren't even in the PL2, are they? No, they're, they're they? not. No. no, they're in the, they, the division down, is that right? They do tend to, I think, play, because um, we played them earlier on in the season mm. and they battered us, and they tend to play a lot of older players who have featured in their first team as well. So, right. And I think when we've played them, we've not quite had some of our key players Um and we've sort of had to play a bit of a younger team, so I think it's it's almost seemed like men against boys sometimes, and we've not we've not been able to compete at the level we'd like. So it's kind so of it's, like us putting Saka and Smith Rowe into the, the yeah, arts. not too far away from that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah seems unfair. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story we're going with, anyway. <laughs> Absolutely, but yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, we we push forward in, in into the next round. Who is it that we have uh, to play? I'm trying to look now at the fixtures yeah. uh, from the PL Cup uh, of who we might play. It's I not coming up on my it. screen. Sure. I couldn't find it either when I was trying to they find it. I don't know if they, they might yeah. not have done the draw yet. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, oh, hold on. Um, no, it's not. I thought it was another. Not game always easy to find the games are not. Quite no, it's really difficult. As, as as well as the other normal twenty under twenty three games. So hopefully, I mean, what were your thoughts about kind of the hopes there? Well, you see a team like West Brom, I say Batteris, the last two goals did come in the last five minutes of the game, mm. so it did flatter to deceive yeah. in a little bit. But do you feel like this is a competition that you're expecting us to go far in, even though we've lost the likes of following Balogun, et cetera, in the last couple of months or so? You really never quite know because we've we've yeah. taken some 
sort of heavy defeats, but also come up with some really good results. I mean, we we batted Bournemouth, which we weren't quite expecting to do, and put on a great performance against them and smashed four goals past them. So it's it could kind of I'm not sure too much what to expect, but I think the, mm. the team is starting to settle down now. We know what players we've got at our disposal. The comings and goings have, have happened, and we have a little bit of stability. So I think the side can hopefully sit down now with a with a with a squad with a team that that is the same each week and and start to put some consistent results together. Mm. Um, and there's there's certainly some you know when you've got the likes of if you look how far Amari Hutchinson is coming under twenty three football and and Marcelo Flores is really really doing well. So we've got the match winners there to sort of pull these results out the bag. So, yeah, I think there's hope that we can we can progress further in this in this tournament, no matter who we get. Let's go on to the juicy stuff then and talk about uh, transfers, which I know is what a lot of people tune in to find out all about. Um, there was quite a lot of movement during the uh, the January window, as there often is with the youth side. Um, we saw Jordan Osse Tutu, uh, Tyrese John Jules, uh, Harry Clark, Nikolai Moller all return and then leave uh, again on loan. Uh, but we then saw the likes of Miguel Aziz, who returned from Portsmouth, didn't go out on loan. And Jonathan Dinzei as well, I believe, is also still uh, at the club too, unless I've missed the transfer. But uh, I'm pretty sure he's still there. Uh, and then regarding outs, the big one, obviously, was following Balogun going to Middlesbrough, of which he's, he's doing really well. We'll talk about him in more detail in just a second. Uh, also, Tutu joined Rotherham, although did stay with the Arsenal team to train and get back up to fitness before he goes out fully to join up with yeah. them. He's uh, there now. He played last night. Oh, he is there. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. News. Uh, John Jules uh, dropped down a division to League One with Sheffield Wednesday, kind of replacing uh, Theo Corbiner, who left, uh, who's on loan from Wolves, who then went to MK Dons in the January window. Carl Hine, obviously, people will be recognisable for. Uh, he's been on the Arsenal senior bench a couple of times, obviously featured during pre-season. He's gone to Reading in the Championship and kept a clean sheet on his debut, I think, as well, which was good to see. Uh, Harry Clark's joined Hibernian on an 18-month loan deal with two break clauses, so we could recall him in the summer or the following January. And I think at the end of that they have an option if they want to buy him as well uh, from memory uh, Nikolai Moller returned from Victoria Colm where he really was struggling uh, in the third tier of German football to to really make an impact impact he's now gone to the second tier of the uh, Dutch leagues with FC Den Bosch uh, Jordan McEnough who's a player that I remember like being talked about in the past but has I think gone off the radar a bit now he's gone to Shelbourne in the Irish Premier Division uh, and then some really notable ones Ryan Elabiosu who's been on the bench a couple of times for the senior side has gone to Crew, uh, and they he made his debut I think against Jules in a 1-0 loss my dad was at that game because he's a big Jules yeah. fan um, Tim Akinola uh, went to Dundee United in the Scottish Premiership and Brooke Norton Cuffey who my colleague Chris Wheatley reported uh, yesterday is impressing Mikel Arteta very much so at his loan so far at Lincoln City so of all those moves and besides Balogun who will give some special dispensation to in just a moment which ones both ins and outs and those that didn't move kind of surprised you well I think um Beller and Balogun is, is definitely one to spend some time talking about because I, the the expectations of him in that mood and maybe I'll move on and, and we'll come back to following it but there's definitely a lot to talk about there the Harry Clark deal sort of surprised me pulling him away from from um, Ross County and then sending him to Hibernian. I think there was talk that Rangers were going to buy him at one point, and it seemed like Arsenal were were looking to cash in and make a little bit of a profit there. Yeah. Um, but it 
but it then sort of materialised in quite a strange looking deal with long term deal with with break clauses and we're not quite sure what the strategy is there. It's an interesting yeah. one. Does but that you make you it. feel like the club were concerned they would lose him and he would turn into something quite special? Because the, like you don't put break clauses in an 18 month mm. without the hope of thinking there's a chance he could do really well and continue that yeah. form. I think they're just being very careful with loans in general. That you know, if if there, there are so many things that could disrupt a loan, you know, with young players are not always trusted and um, injuries can happen and it can be hard mm. to break into a team when you know these are people playing to pay for their mortgage. You know, it's 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 cutthroat, and um, so I think they're just being very careful. And and if it's not working out, they're bringing someone back quickly and they're and they're resetting and. And going with a with a new with a new deal somewhere else. So I think they've been quite clever with that, and they're they're kind of not letting things drift, and sort of, you know, no progress in development yeah. be made because, you know that that can there's a lot of times where we've not had those break clauses and people have just been sat sort of wasting away on the bench, not not developing how we want. So I, I'm I think that's what it is. But there certainly seems to be a strategy for us for Arsenal to look at. Um, looking at our academy as a dual purpose of, of producing players for the first team, but also looking to make make a profit. And I think mm. Harry, definitely, they're looking at that strategy for him. So I think that's good. And hopefully some some other players can, can make us some money as well, because although it's sad to see people leave, not everyone can make it. And if we can make money on some of those players, then that will benefit us. And we need to do that more. So I think that's Aziz loans an interesting one. And that obviously when we were doing this show, he was kind of one of the main ones we talked about a bit and he wasn't really being getting loads of opportunities. He was towards the end of his time with Portsmouth. And to be honest, I, I kind of put that more down to Portsmouth panicking that they were going to lose him than anything else. But Arsenal still decided to recall him as we reported uh, on Football London quite some time ago yeah. that there was a, a sign that he would be coming back. Um, he didn't go out on loan again, despite... Yeah. The fact that he, for me, alongside Patino, was probably rated, and Balogun, of course, as that next kind of person who was going to break into the senior side. So were you yeah. surprised that he stayed with the youth team? A little bit. I think um, he he came back and obviously he could have been used as midfield cover for the first team when we were at the point where we were we were struggling for numbers in the centre of the park um, with uh, Patino and Elneny away with, with AFCON. We were... You know, everyone was panicking a little bit and that's So I think there was some idea that he could be someone that could step in. Now, he had a little bit of experience. But um, I think what happened is he returned to Arsenal and got COVID pretty quickly. Mm. Um, so that sort of ruled him out of a lot of training and a lot of... Um, and maybe ruled him out of sort of potential loan moves. I'm not too sure. See, he only really returned to, to training and, and being around in sort of the final days of the window. So it was maybe that... Arsenal weren't quite sure whether they still needed him for cover or whether they wanted to send yeah. him out. And in the end, he just ended up staying put. And it's, I guess it is a shame because I would have liked him to have seen him either be involved more or go out on loan. Because at the minute, I've seen him play the last few games in the under-23s and he looks like he's a little bit going through the motions almost. Yeah. And he's had a taste of a high level of football and now he's come back to the under-23s and he's, I think he's a bit, a bit maybe lost in that stratosphere and and needs a resolution there some somehow. But unfortunately, I think he's going to have to see out the rest of the season in under twenty three football, and that's 
the way it's going to be for him. But I'd, I'd like mm. to see him progress to another loan next season in, in which he can continue his development. Because I think, although at times he struggled at Portsmouth, there were positive things from that loan as well. He, get, he did gain some match experience. There were yeah. times when he played well. And there was adversity as well, which would have which would help him also in his development. I know Danny Cowley worked with him a lot on the training field about his off-the-ball game. Um, and that will only serve to benefit us. So I, I think overall it, it can, in hindsight, be viewed as a fairly positive loan because there's a lot we can we can take from it. But it didn't quite overall get the the full package of de- development that we were hoping for. And hopefully we'll we'll see how he does next season. The two other strikers that went online, Tyrese John Jules and Nikolai Moller, um, you know, not strangers to scoring goals at under 23 level when they've been given the opportunity and one of the big reasons as to why they were then loaned out to see if they could do it at a senior level yeah. Moller really didn't get on well uh in germany i found it very very difficult to find any information to be honest yeah. whilst whilst he was out that was a big trick even finding any clips was was yeah. near impossible uh tyrese john jules went to blackpool didn't wasn't really able to to kind of find his feet was also did face injuries as he has done in his early mm-hmm. career and is actually now back with Arsenal at this very moment in time because again, he's, yeah. yeah he's got injured again whilst with with Sheffield Wednesday so those two for their Arsenal futures is it not fair to say but I don't think it's too risky at this point to suggest that they may end up leaving on permanence in the not so distant future yeah and I think it's probably as much as I really like Tyrese John Jules, that that's probably what he needs to do. And he needs mm-hmm. to sort of leave and start from scratch and and find himself somewhere where he can he can have that consistency and and sort of had have some time where he, he has he has peak fitness for a, a consistent length of time because it, it it's almost heartbreaking in a way because every time he, he makes that little bit of progress, he then gets injured and it and he's mm-hmm. back to square one. And it's absolutely been the story. I know he's only twenty, but he's, it's been the story of his career. You can also you say that about Jordi Asai Tutu because he's mm. he's in the exact same position where, although he's older, he every time he, he plays well and makes a, a bit of progress, he's he's injured again and he just can't seem to find that break. Um, so I think they're yeah handball players that probably need to reset their careers a little bit and leave and. Uh, you know, there's definite talent there, so you wouldn't be surprised to see them work their way up the divisions and and be and you know us be sat watching Tyrese mm. John Jules in the Premiership for you know Brighton or something like that years down yeah. the line. You could you could see it, but I think it, it's probably one of those things that needs to happen. With Muller, yeah, I, I guess it's a difficult one because the sample size is so much smaller. Like, yeah, do we really know what? You know, there's obviously physical, great physical traits he has, um, but we just haven't had that sample size of him in senior football to see how that translates. And mm. um, I almost <coughs> would have liked him to maybe stay and, and play a little bit with uh, Mika Bireth, and I'd like to see them two together. I think they could work quite well together. Mm. Uh, maybe stay just a couple of months the rest of this season in the under-23s, but I don't know how he's doing in... With Den Bosch in, in Holland. No, 
neither do I to be fair I, I, a friend of mine uh, well a friend of the channel actually in, in the chat box uh, is he does a lot of writing in Belgian football was actually travelling up to Den Bosch but the game got called off uh, and oh. travelled all the way up but uh, yeah it's 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 tricky to find information I will I will try and get some information whilst yeah. we're, we're discussing him, but go on if you can find a Den Bosch expert then that is hats off to oh. you that would be yeah <laughs> don't tell <laughs> me so I mean he's played when he was playing in Germany, obviously 10 uh, third-tier Bundesliga uh, appearances, no goals. Scored three times in what is known as the Mittel Heinpokal, which I think is probably the German version of the Johnston Paint Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine it's something similar to that. But in regards to playing for Dem Bosch, uh, I'm just trying, I'm struggling to try and find out. He's played what looks to be two games uh, where he started both of them. It may be three with the third against PSV's under-21s, but the information's not on the website, but no goals in those two games either. Hmm, that'd be interesting. It it might be the type of player that if he does well there, we can make some money off him and that, that might mm -hmm. be the best scenario. <coughs> we've, we've got quite a lot of strikers sort of in our ranks that are, that are very sort of great prospects. So, you know, unless he's really hitting top form and he's something that we need to take a serious look at, you you imagine his, his fate might lie elsewhere. The the last focus of the of the outs is looking at the, the two right-backs. Uh, well, you did mention Jordi Osso Tutu, but I think we can ad admit yeah. we, we covered that, talking about injuries. He's probably going to see his career peter out with Arsenal. But uh, Ryan Alabiosu, who... His numbers were fantastic for the 23s playing yeah. at right back, right wing back, right wing. Uh, I think something like seven assists and a couple of goals as well uh, for the under 23s and the under 21s all combined. Uh, and Britt Norton Cuffey, who I remember when we first started doing this show, uh, you said, as I said, one name to kind of remember this season. And you said Brooke Norton Cuffey is kind of the one to keep your eye yeah. on. And clearly, that was a good shout because whilst he's not got an assist or, or a goal yet, which, you know, as measures for a right back aren't particularly accurate anyway. But mm -hmm. he's gone to Lincoln where he's playing on the opposite flank to Cohen Brammel, of all people, mm -hmm. uh, who Arsenal fans will remember. Uh, and our information at Football London through Chris Wheatley is that he's really impressing Mikel Arteta and, and yeah. those that are keeping track of him. He's been exceptional. And, and for anyone who's seen the highlights of those games, that he looks absolutely fantastic. And he, he's, he was the pick that I gave you when we very first, the very first show we did. And it's been very clear for a long time that he's a player that's, he's, whilst he's still quite raw, he, he has everything in his locker he's technically good he's physically brilliant um he's intelligent he's versatile he, he just has everything you could want and he is i think he's the type of player where you could probably develop him in any position you wanted and he'll, he'll probably mm -hmm. make something of it he's he's just a fantastic athlete which when you watch some of these mazy runs that he's been going on for lincoln and you know he he's the the right the right back or the right wing back. But if you watch Lincoln, he's the most dangerous player. He's the most creative player yeah. almost every game. He's the one that's that's either going through the center or going down the right wing and and creating chances. So it's he's having a great time. And I think what surprised us most is just how how much he stepped up to the physical challenge. Of, of League One football, and he's he he doesn't look out of place at all. You mm. he doesn't look like a, an eighteen year old kid. He looks like he's been 
playing there for years and he's he's not intimidated by that at all and he's really stood up to that test so whether next season we consider him for the first team or whether he goes for another loan I don't know but he's certainly already in in two and a half three games he's making great strides so it's really impressive stuff and, and not a surprise to me Let's finish off the show with the the headline act uh, of the Arsenal youth uh, setup, which yeah. is of course following Balogun. Who next season, if we're still doing this show, we may not be uh, discussing in this show because uh, he'll be hopefully uh, integrated fully into the Arsenal senior setup. But following yeah. Balogun joined uh, Middlesbrough uh, for the last six months of the season. Interestingly, again, uh, Chris reported that it was decided in the Sunderland game. Uh, that that was the mm-hmm. moment they were realised that yes, we need to give him the time out on loan, senior football elsewhere, uh, and that he won't be kind of playing a part in in the senior setup for the last six months of the season at least. Since going there, hasn't scored yet, but he's got a couple of great assists yeah. uh, and, and really crucial moments for for Middlesbrough. He started the game against Man United as well in the FA Cup. We imagine he'll probably start again in the FA Cup against Spurs, so that'll be another really interesting game to watch when that comes around. What have you made of him so far? And uh, are you excited to see what he does for the rest of the season? I am. I'm watching very eagerly with anticipation. I think I have, I'm excited about it, but I have some ambivalence about it as well. Mm. I don't think it's a, a place where he's going to go and score lots of goals. And I've been quite vocal about this because Middlesbrough as a whole, they're not a team that can, creates chances in the conventional way. Um, that you know they're not spamming crosses into the box for him to get on the end of, mm. and they're not you know he's also playing as in a in a two up front and he's playing as the deeper striker. So he's not playing off the last defender and he's not racing onto through balls over the top or in between. He's he's dropping deeper and dropping into midfield to sort of get involved in the link up play. And he, he's working very hard and it, it's mm. not not natural to him, but he's working very hard and he's doing well. It For me, it, it seems like any success he's going to get there in terms of goals and assists are things he's going to have to fashion for himself. And if you look at the two assists he's got, then that's just what he's done. I mean, the, the, assist, the assist he got the other week was sensational, that he chased down a ball and, and then played this little um, nice bit of skill, which put it on a plate for... Whoever is, uh, I can't remember if it was Watmore or someone else, but um, it it was fantastic. And that was something he fashioned himself. And I think that's what he's going to have to end up doing most of the time because it's just not going to come on a plate for him at all there. And and I think, you know, the Borough midfielders, they work really hard as a a unit. You can see they're quite well organised, but they're just not that creative and not that technically gifted, I don't think. Um, it's more like uh, hard-working players like Johnny House and, and players like that. So he's mm. he's, n- he's not going to quite get that service that you would want a striker like following Balogun to have. Um, so I don't. So I think that people's expectations that he's just going to go to borrow and bang in the goals are probably yeah. need to be tempered a little bit. But him him sort of doing that different role of being that sort of number ten, just dropping in deeper, linking in with. The midfield is, I think, a good thing for him to learn. It'll be really good for Arsenal for him to learn that because if you think about the type of striker we want at the club, how Lacazette plays for us, um, that's really what we want. Someone who's going to link in, get involved, hold the ball up and bring everyone else into play. And then, you know, there's Smith, Rose, Saka all interchanging and all, you know, um, in true 
Pep Guardiola fashion that doesn't you don't need a striker you know it's that kind yeah. of mentality and it's so the fact that he's sort of learning that game a bit more and, and working hard at that will only benefit us I think so on the surface it might not look like he's having the best of loans no goals so far um hopefully he gets one soon um but I think he it could be really beneficial in the long term for us so ambivalent I think is the the best word to sort of describe his time there so far yeah absolutely I'm I'm really excited about seeing what happens between now and the end of the season for him I agree with you I'm not expecting him to to get like a a goal every other game and for his (laughs) Is is uh, I was going to say KD like you're playing Call of Duty if you know what I mean, but uh, <laughs> kind of his, his strike rate for Arsenal being uh, being impressive for Middlesbrough being impressive, but with Arsenal letting Aubameyang leave, Lacazette looks like he's going to go, and Ketia looks like importantly he's going to go. Arsenal will strengthen in the summer. They will sign a striker. Plenty of people, including myself, feel they need to bring in two forwards. To be honest, mm. one that key marquee figure, the other one maybe a a more prospective kind of Armando Brogia type player that's been linked to us in the past. Um, if that does happen, do you feel as though Balogun still has the capacity to come back after this loan? Or do you think that he needs a full season somewhere where he's playing at senior level week in, week out? Mm, I, I guess only time will tell. And I, mm. I think if he can sort of add those different sort of attributes to his game, as he is trying to do now through this loan... Um, then I think he poss- he could come back and be that second striker. And, and I think he could surprise a lot of people with what he can do because getting following Balogun in front of goal and him finishing that off, it, it's never, ever been a problem and it never, ever will be a problem. It's the other mm. parts to his game that bring him, that transition him into senior football. Can he use his physicality more? Can he be a bit more cuter with his with his runs can he link in play better can he play with his back to goal you know all of those things are the things that he needs to kind of work on to to transition into senior football or are into senior football with Arsenal um being in front of goal and scoring I don't think it's ever something we'll need to worry about with him it comes natural to him that's what he does yeah um so I think yeah he, he can he can. If all goes well and he carries on with this role with Middlesbrough and he carries on making progress, then I think it'll serve him really well and he can be that man for us next season alongside a more established striker that will our marquee signing. Absolutely. I look forward to, uh, fingers crossed, we're going to be doing a dedicated monthly show uh, with a former colleague of mine who's a big Middlesbrough fan on uh, Balogun. So we'll be able to get some even more in-depth look at what's been going on for him as well. But if you've enjoyed this uh, little look into the youth side uh, with me and Kev, we do this every single month. and We'll be doing our next one at the end of March uh, to find out what's happened between now and then. Fingers crossed we can progress again through the PL Cup and we know actually who we're, we're facing. would be great if they could publish that information as soon as possible would be much appreciated i think there is actually a game in the pl cup tomorrow so that might give a reason as to why we've not seen uh that information published yeah. as of yet and also the uh the pl2 and how we go on and of course we'll be keeping up to date with all of the other players that have been sent out on loan and keeping close tabs on the likes of brooke norton cuffey who looks to be a really interesting player right back could who knows be a replacement for cedric and we might not even need to go into the market next season which would be great to mm-hmm. be able to focus our investment on those central field and striker positions kev thank you so much mate for coming on the show as always tell people where they can find you and what you're going to be up to uh thanks for having me tom you can find me as always on on twitter scouting indoors on next generation arsenal (coughs) 
always friendly and always always willing to debate or have a chat with anyone. So give me a give me a yell. Absolutely. Lovely stuff. Thank you, Kev, once again. Thank you, Chatbox. Sorry we've not been able to be too engaging, but don't worry, this isn't your only show of the day. Uh, 8 p.m. tonight, we'll be doing our preview ahead of the Wolves game. I'm joined by three of the members from our Discord server, as always. So please do join us then. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Do join us at 8, as I say. Drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.